Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the Riptide. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Uh, the Cretan himself. Indeed. <laughs> and greetings from you, warm yeah. and balmy Indiana. Well, you're in southern Indiana, right? So, yeah. Northern, well, northern, mostly northern. Uh-huh. We're a couple hours from Chicago. All right. Uh, yeah, we have uh, John Blickman on with us as well. Uh, he is the sponsor of uh, Brew Strong and has been for a long time. Uh, you can go to uh, Blickman Engineering, uh, BlickmanEngineering.com, and check out all the goodies there. They have uh, all sorts of cool things like the uh, Brew Easy. They've got the uh, the Cornicle. they got all sorts of goodies to improve your brew day. Always coming out with new stuff, so you want to go back to the website every so often and check it out. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, say thank you to our fine sponsor, Mr. John Blickman. Send an email to feedback at the Brewing Network, uh, feedback at uh, BlickmanEngineering.com and tell him uh, thank you for paying for the show so you don't have to. Um, so... Um, Let's see here. Uh, last last episode, last show, uh, last last cast, we were talking about uh, measurements, and we're we're going to do a series of shows about um, measurements in the brewery environment and uh, why they're important, how you do them, different devices, the pros and cons of different devices, and uh, how you you might utilize them. And and in the last show, we talked about uh, temperature. And uh, there's there's quite a bit to it. I mean, really, uh, there's uh, uh, a lot of devices that can be used, and they have different purposes. There's the calibration, uh, and there's a lot of ways to use them, which which I thought was a really good show. And uh, you know, it, it, if you were to if you just say, you know, what's the most critical measurement of the brewery? Would you say temperature? Probably, yeah, probably temperature, but yeah, volume is is definitely critical volume, too. Because without that, it gets real hard to know your efficiencies. Right. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes it becomes tricky. Um, densities are a big one, like uh, specific gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weights. Yeah, weights. yeah that's uh, right. that's why we're doing the measurement shows because all <laughs> these things are related. That's right. You really, it's like picking your favorite kid. Unless yeah. you just unless they all drive you crazy, but um, there all those measurements are are uh, are are important. It's really hard to pick one that is more important than the other. It's it, the answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the one of the things to uh, kind of briefly uh, recap is uh, you know the the concepts of uh, resolution, accuracy, and precision. So resolution is kind of uh, how fine a uh, 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 an increment you can you can measure, right? Um, right, right. Uh, so it'd be the you know the number of zeros past the decimal point, or the number of lines on a ruler, mm-hmm. let's say, or the number of graduations on a on a graduated cylinder. Uh, you can interpolate between two points, but really, it's uh, you know the that's your your resolution, and then. Uh, 
precision is uh, really the repetitiveness of, of that measurement, the ability to uh, measure it, you know, exactly the same over and over again. The more uh, those readings fall exactly the same every time, the more precise that is. And then uh, the concept of accuracy. It doesn't matter your resolution or your precision if accuracy is off. So if you're measuring uh, consistently, but it's the wrong measurement, uh, it's, it's not the right value, then your accuracy has suffered. And so uh, one of the things you can do, you can't really, often you cannot change the resolution or the precision of a device, but you can change the, the accuracy. You can calibrate that device to bring accuracy back towards uh, what a, a correct reading is. So, and I would say, uh, having done this myself, if you can't, uh, you have a thermometer that can't be uh, calibrated, doesn't have like an adjustment nut on it or something like that, you put a big piece of blue sticky tape on it with, uh, you know, plus five or whatever, however many degrees it's off uh, to remind yourself every time you use it. um, What the what the variance is from uh, your calibration point. All right. Volume. Um, Mr. Palmer. Yes. You talked about volume. Why is measuring volume accurately important? Well, in brewing, it's because um, we are trying to produce wort and beer. And... um, you know that's that's the money right there. Mm-hmm. So without accurate volume measurements, uh, we don't know how much we're producing, right. and we could be losing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could be, you know, we, there are losses that can occur in in the pipes and in, in uh, you know day to day use. And if you don't know what those are, then you're just mm-hmm. you know you're you're losing money. But Volume, um, I mean, volume calculations and measurements are so they're really at the heart of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we oh. just spent the last show talking about temperature and right. how you know, um, temperature affects density, mm-hmm. uh, and that density affects you know, changes in density, changes in temperature affect the volumes mm-hmm. that result. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's important to be able to measure temperature accurately in order to get your volume accurately. That's correct. Yes. Well, and um, uh, one of the things about uh, volume also is uh, fermentation. Again, everything comes back to fermentation being the most important thing oh, yeah. in, in brewing. And if you don't know your volume, you really don't know you know how much yeast you should be using. You right. can't repetitively uh, ferment something. If if one time you're you ferment something and it turns out great. And you used a certain amount of yeast, so you're telling yourself, yeah, next time I'm going to do exactly the same thing. But your volume has changed because you're having trouble measuring your volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then same specific gravity, yeah, but a different volume. You end up pitching more or less yeast, and the beer turns out different. Oh, it turned out sweeter. I wonder why. Oh, it turned out drier. Oh, it turned out this way. It turned out that way. Well, if you can't measure volumes, if you can't measure temperatures, if you can't measure... You're going to struggle as a brewer. I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of engineer types tend to do well in brewing is because they tend to be about measurement. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. understand these things. Yes. Right, right. And volume to me, or uh, repeatability is, mm-hmm. to me, is one of the most important reasons why volume uh, should be measured and measured accurately. Well, it's the most important thing in, in brewing is repeatability because uh, without it, you cannot improve your beer you can't you know, you make those little tweaks without being able to repeat the process that's that's true yes i agree and then there's that satisfaction of just hitting numbers spot on whether they need to be that spot on or not there's just that satisfaction i know i know blickman's all about the the zeros You know, the amount of precision after That's the right. decimal point. No? You guys not following me? That's what the me? fun is. It's all about the zeros? I think you need a shirt that says that, John. <laughs> I'll get it's on all, that. It's all about the zeros. Well, and uh, Mr. Palmer, what are the uh, 
types of volumes. I, there, there's actually when we're speaking volumes, what what are we speaking about? The volume of a liquid for one yeah. brewing. What what other kind of volumes are there? Well, I think as far as brewers go, I mean, we got your your liquid volumes and your gas volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, liquid volumes are the ones we work with most, but gas volumes come into play with the volumes of CO2, you mm-hmm. know, carbonation mm-hmm. levels mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. get put into the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about um, uh, pressures, you know, um, volumes of fermenters and the effects right. that it has on yeast. Right. Um, solids, uh, solids the amount, yeah. of, amount of grain that goes into a mash ton and yeah. the space that that takes up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, right. Particular weight of a grain will take up a certain volume. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people calculate or, you know, they run their day-to-day operations based on um, a volume in a, in a kettle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it looks like it's full. Okay, we're shutting off this valve and we're, you know, starting this procedure, mm-hmm. you know, this step. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, measuring va- volume accurately is, is very important. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, Even measuring of, of volumes, you know, small volumes that we, right. we t- sometimes take for granted, measuring things like uh, acid that we're going to put into mm-hmm. a just brewing liquor or oh, yeah, that's right. uh, finings that we're putting into a fermenter. Um, to you know, even even um, the uh, firm cap, you know, well, I'll, I'll, you know, measuring those small volumes. Right. I'll I'll throw this out there. I think you know, measuring the the small volumes may be more important than measuring the the really large volumes. You know, measuring the uh, you know half ounce of you know whatever it is you need uh, a nutrient or something like that versus uh, the ten gallons of water. If you're off the ten gallons of water. Uh, you know, uh, by a by an ounce, it's not a big deal if you're off. Um, you know, uh, an ounce on measuring your half ounce, it's a it's a huge deal. So you got to be careful. Well, and and uh, you know, one of the interesting things <laughs> I found when when talking about volumes is uh, people tend to reference sound as measured by volume, right? Isn't that weird? It's oh, a different yeah. kind of volume. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Right, they talk about the volume of sound, but it's really pressure, I think. Um, but it is. it's measured in dBs. But mm-hmm. there's pressure and energy, right? Um, so I just thought that that was weird. So I kind of added it to the list, which probably confused you all. My sound was on the list. But, I was uh, wondering that, and now now that makes sense because I I've taken <laughs> classes in uh, uh, environmental sound and noise, mm-hmm. and never really was that was that court volume, mandated liquid to volume sound. Was that court mandated? Well, I guess you're filling an auditorium with sound, <laughs> therefore the volume. <laughs> you didn't get my court mandated. Come on. <laughs> I thought that was gold, Scott. Scott appreciated it. I was here. I got it. There you go. Uh, at least I'm getting some some positive reinforcement for my my incredible effort. <sighs> yeah, and <laughs> you guys are still saying nothing. Okay, well I'll tell you what, <laughs> we don't know how to react to that. I, I missed it. <laughs> just the things that come out. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. let's take a short break so I can re regain my composure, and <laughs> we'll be back to talk more about volumes right after this. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand-new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperatures rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection 
Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, measurements on this uh, on a series of shows, and um, uh, just because it is very important uh, to your your brew day. And I've got me uh, two of my favorite people. I've got my Johns with me. I've got uh, my John Palmer, and I've got my John Blickman. Indeed. If you threw in my John, please say, I, you know, I'd be in John heaven. You'd be complaining. There you go. All right. <laughs> John's so, French for awesome. <laughs> is it no, uh, okay all right all right well i, I just uh, yeah uh sure uh, uh probably it sounds it sounds french could be, could be french. awesome yeah yeah or french for toilet i don't know which one <laughs> well there's jean from uh cantillon is jean vanois which i believe is king of the awesome king of the toilet king of the toilets yes yes perfect <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm king of the toilet. All right. Um, <laughs> make that toilet suffer. Um, that, kind of, that conversation went to crap. <laughs> hey, c'est Jean de la Brasserie Cantillon. <laughs> All right. Speaking, speaking of uh, going to crap. Um, all right. Which, which read should I do now? Man, this is not good. Um, let's, go, let's go with uh, Grog Tag. Crock tag, yeah, yeah. You don't want your, speaking of going to crap, you don't want your labels to be crap. You spent all this hard time making your homebrew, and then you put some crap label on the on the thing, and you hand it to somebody, and they're just like, eh. You put a nice label on it, they're going to actually, you know, drink with their eyes. It makes a big difference. And Grog Tag is your one-stop homebrew customization shop. They have it all from reusable beer and wine labels to durable metal signs to high-quality coasters, and everything is customizable. So get creative over on grogtag.com with one of our hundreds of templates, and we'll print it on high-quality materials and ship it out to you. It's easy. Check out grogtag.com today and use code BNARMY to save 10% on your next order. That's grogtag.com. All right, um, let's get back to the <clears throat> information at hand. Uh, Mr. Blickman, so uh, we know volumes are important. Uh, we, we use them all, all the time in brewing. Uh, you know, how do we measure volume, and how do we measure it accurately? You know, there's a, you know, it's, it's like the thermometer, um, the, the previous episode, where having a known volume is, uh, is one of the key operatives. Um, now, what, um, what I've recently started uh, doing that I found to be ac- the most accurate for measuring um, larger volumes is uh, to do it with weight, particularly, specifically with, uh, with water. Mm-hmm. So if I want to if I want to check the gradations in uh, my level gauge, uh, for example, that's um, in a kettle, or uh, I just want to mark the five gallon mark on a bucket, so I know exactly where that is, or even if I want to, you know, if I've got a, you know, my my calibrate, I I think most 
homebrew started with the the calibrated spoon where they just put a a, a mark on their um, stirring spoon from the bottom of the kettle to mm-hmm. be able to measure their volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite way to to do that is uh, to uh, get an accurate um, scale. We'll talk about um, uh, measuring weights uh, later. But if you can get an accurate scale, um, and and we know that if we have room temperature water, that that water is going to weigh uh, 8.34 uh, pounds per gallon. Mm-hmm. So what I can do is uh, fill that uh, vessel and I, and uh, and then tear it out, or actually put the vessel on the scale tear it out to zero and then i can fill that um up to a a certain weight and then i can mark that uh on that vessel Mm -hmm. and that i found is to be the uh the most repeatable way right uh to do that it's one of the one of the ways that uh we also have a distillery at heretic and so one of the things that i learned through that through having a distillery is the ttb uh one of the the things they're very very particular about having super precise measurements of everything because they don't want a quarter of an ounce of spirits to go out that hasn't been taxed uh, it seems like their greatest concern. And so they uh, suggest uh, one of their ways, approved ways, is weighing a container, a container of liquid and go by weight. That's one of the things that they highly recommend versus how, how are you determining volumes they want to know. And it's like, you know, a marked vessel, things like that. And, you know, when you're dealing with... Uh, you know, fifty-five gallon drums. Those drums are those rotomolded drums. They don't have anything coming close to precision in their in their measurements. Absolutely not. So uh, you know, we get a four hundred pound scale or six hundred pound scale, and we uh, put the drums on it, and then we'll we'll weigh it using that. And uh, you know, you can get down to uh, even if you're you're talking about you know two-tenths of a pound or something like that, it's still much more precise than a lot of these other measurements. I've even noticed, you know, we've we've had uh, um, customers call in that are, you know, they're they're questioning uh, some gradation marks on a uh, on a vessel, and um, you know they're saying it's it's off by, you know, fifteen percent or or ten percent, mm-hmm. and and we and we always ask, well, how did you measure that? And one of one of the common ways is they say, well, I have this bucket that has a mark on it. <laughs> And right. so I just, you know, I fill that bucket up to that thing very as accurately as I could read on the meniscus and all that. And then I poured it in and repeated that five times. And, uh, you know, e- even have had people with um, graduated cylinders or uh, Erlenmeyer flasks that you see, you know, have, mm-hmm. a, you know, the one liter, two liter marks on them. And, you know, and it's because it's on there and it comes from this lab type thing, people have this impression that, they're super, super accurate. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, generally, if you look into it, they'll say, yeah, it's plus or minus 10%. Mm-hmm. And so any, every time you fill that and pour it in, you're just magnifying how much that's off by as many times as you uh, you fill it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we go back to, hey, I need to have a volume reference. Um, you know, if, if you don't have an accurate scale, if you can find somebody that does, you can, you can get a, a vessel that you mark at you know, a quart, a gallon, five gallons, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and you just have that vessel that that's what you use it for and you have it marked accurately, then uh, then you now know that is um, that is my, air quote, calibrated bucket. Well, and again, um, you know, it, it has to be at a specific temperature because volume yes. changes with temperature. And uh, yeah, a degree or two isn't that big a deal, but... You know, you know, if you're measuring something at, uh, uh, you know, 60 degrees and you're measuring it at, uh, you know, 120 degrees, there's a Big substantial difference. difference. Um, and it really, really does add to it. And, uh, you know, you can also get the, the you know, the uh, calibrated uh, labware, you know, if you're looking for graduated cylinders or something like that. But um, like you're saying, uh, uh, measuring that way is certainly handy. I, one of the things... That I, I liked when um, I originally got into home brewing and I was dealing with more beer and they had their 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 kettles. They gave you a specific gallons per 
you know, inches or, you know, 1.4 inches is a gallon. And so I just used, I started using with a, with a yardstick, just stuck that in there and, and it was, it was quite, quite accurate. I mean, it was uh, real is well done. That is another for, way to, to measure volume is just to calculate it. Right. You know, if it's a, you know, if it's a round device, you know, or a rectangular device, mm-hmm. it's fairly straightforward to, right. uh, to, to do those calculations. Well, and they yeah. provided that but, number, which I really liked. You know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this, 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 uh, and yeah, uh, different kettles could vary slightly, you know, when they're made, I guess. Uh, but not, not by much, uh, versus, you know, putting lines on a bucket or something like that. I think that, yeah. that really is where the variance comes in. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, going back to our discussions of resolution, I mean, we have much better resolution when it comes to weight and scales mm-hmm. than we do on volumes Absolutely. at these larger volumes. Right. So, yeah, we can we can dial in a weight to be within, mm-hmm. you know, 10 grams. That's a very small difference in, in volume mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to, right. you know, liters or gallons. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you can you can get your uh, your kettle and you can put on a scale, uh, mark it every gallon. Just keep re- repeating the uh, uh, eight odd eight odd gallons of uh, uh, water and uh, or eight odd uh, pounds of, of uh, water. And uh, each point you can put a mark or uh, calibrate your stick. Um, I always enjoyed the stick. I love putting my stick in the uh, in the kettle. And, uh, you know, my stick became uh, quite my friend. It's uh, old school. And there's something cool school. about old school. Right, right. The measurement stick. Uh, you know, you can whittle your own, you know. But I just used a, uh, you know, like a uh, sewing goods store yardstick. Uh, it was quite quite the uh, thing. And it, it did not wear off in the boil, as you might think. <laughs> Whatever lead-based paint they used really stuck. That's, that's what I'm going to say. That's explaining a lot now. Yeah, I can just I can just see you there, Jamil Joanne Fabrics waving your yardstick around. Yeah, there you are, home brewing hand. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the uh, the important thing to know, though, is uh, you know uh, if you're calibrating this thing on uh, cold on a scale, that's the true volume. But once it's boiling. Uh, your volume has changed, and now your your marks have changed. So yeah, that's very true. This, this is one of the reasons I like the stick. Um, and you can you, you know uh, you know how many inches, and it was always repeatable for me. If I'm doing a five gallon batch, I needed this number of inches. Ten gallon batch, I needed this number of inches. My pre boil is this this number of inches. My post boil, if I'm doing something different, I could calculate out how much that would be different. Mm-hmm. That's one of the you know is essentially variable marks versus marking gallons in the kettle. But you know still having marks in the kettle, you can calculate out generally. You know, I always go four percent difference between, uh, you know, when when the liquid's boiling, it's expanded to four percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, often you do told. have to explain to people that they, things do get smaller when they get, when it gets cold. Right, there is shrinkage. Yes, when when things are cold, okay. it comes back around once you warm it up. <laughs> yes, with heat becomes becomes expansion. All right. Um, well, and a little bit more about uh, known measures. I think um, you know you can have. Uh, I, I would suggest if you're if you're getting the the, the scale uh, and you're you're going to check things. Um, I would I would you know there's nothing wrong with graduated cylinders. I mean they're very handy when you're measuring out smaller amounts. Oh yeah, but, one liter or something, yeah. Yeah, or you know even, you know 10 mil. I mean you can get them. The thing is to check them and make sure that they are accurate. Um, make sure right. that, you know, you're you're, you know, calibrate them. When we talked in the previous show about calibration, calibrations a very important part of anything uh, that you're using to measure. Uh, I do stuff that here with the uh, the air base, and they have um, a uh, 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 part of the squadron that does um, 
calibration of all the tools that they use to fix the airplanes and test everything on the airplanes, right? So they they have this one uh, group that's that's all they do is uh, make sure everything is actually truly measuring what it's measuring, and then that group they have like a, a separate government place that tests the test tools that they use to test the tools that are used to fix the airplanes. So, and I'm sure that 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 government place they're they're you know basing it off of the standard that that piece of Whatever it is that they use to measure a kilogram, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they, mm-hmm. you know, the, the isotope decays for time, everything, you know. So it's it's super precise because people's lives depend on it. Um, but, you know, it's an important part of, you know, their process is to make sure their tools are calibrated. And, you know, if you calibrate something once, um, I would, you know... Maybe you make an annual thing of it or something where, especially temperature and things like that, uh, volume maybe not nearly as much, but, uh, you know, calibration can be a serious uh, part of your, you know, brewing process. Um, let's see, pipettes, uh, pipettes, uh, accuracy of pipettes, what do you think? They're generally, yeah, yeah I, I agree there. And a, and a lot of time with pipettes, what you're what you're doing in a burette, um, you're just drain, you're going from one one mark to another mark. You're mm-hmm. not, you know, draining it completely. So you're you're generally looking at uh, delta volumes, mm-hmm. and you know, so if, if they get the markings not in the right spot on the glass tube or plastic tube, right. that's not as vital as having the correct distance between the graduations. Well, and you can do the same thing with a graduated cylinder as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. and, and then one of the other things, too, is, you know, is to recognize, too, you know, I, could, I guess it's kind of like the difference between cooking and baking. Mm-hmm. With baking, you need to be very precise. With cooking, you have to be close. Mm-hmm. And, and you've just got to decide, you know, okay, do I really need to measure this down to a hundredth of a gram? Right. Or is... A gram close enough, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, you know that that's one of the other things to, to factor in, and it kind of depends what it is you're doing. Like uh, Jamel, if you're measuring uh, zinc for your uh, mm-hmm. fermentation, mm-hmm. better get that pretty close, right? Because yeah. you're using such a dinky amount, right? That could be the difference between, uh, you know, um, a lack of nutrition for your yeast in, in some big beer, or poisoning your yeast. Um, uh, one of my favorite tricks is uh, when you're, you're you're trying to measure something and it's a very small amount, is to mix it with something else to make it you know more dilute and then measure that. Mm-hmm. So if you're uh, needing you know a tenth of a gram of you know zinc powder, uh, zinc heptahydrate or monohydrate or whatever you're using. Um, Instead of trying to measure that, you can take a whole gram, let's say, that you can measure accurately, uh, put that in a you know a liter of water, and then use 100 mils of that water, and you could probably measure 100 mils fairly accurately. So That's right. that that way you're 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 changing the scale that you're trying to um, uh, measure, and your resolution becomes essentially better and your precision becomes better because you're working on larger scale and really tiny amounts are, are tough to measure with uh, very much precision and, and, and because of the resolution becomes really small and so uh, it tends to suffer that way but uh, by, by dilution or things like that you can actually improve your, your accuracy yeah, and that's that's particularly true with uh, dry chemicals that you're trying to get dissolved into a, a vessel as well, so you mm-hmm. don't have a end up with a chunk that just falls to the bottom and never dissolves. Right, you can ensure it's pre-dissolved in the. Yeah, that's uh, that's a super common way to do sulfite additions in winemaking. Is you make up a a, a solution of uh, ten grams per uh, hundred mil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can um, meter that out pretty easily. Okay. All right. Why don't we do this? Let's take another break. And when we come back, we'll continue with more about measurements in the brewery right after this. 
Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs. Swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Learning to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. I want to tell you about our good friend, uh, Michael Fairbrother. longtime BN homie. He wants you guys to check out MoonlightMeadery.com. Been in the homebrew game and mead brewing for a long time. He's been around. If You know, he's, he's one of the old, the old folks uh, like me. Uh, it's a couple out. years away from a home, that guy. Yeah, a couple. That's generous. Uh, so Moonlight Meadery, uh, they've got mead for any occasion. Moonlight Meads are the reference standards for mead categories in the BJCP style guidelines. And right now you can save 10% on two or more bottles by using BN Army at the MoonlightMeadery.com shop. Uh, wonderful, delicious category defining Moonlight Mead. Check them out and let them know we sent you. Use BN Use code BN Army at checkout at moonlightmeadery.com slash shop. Boom. All right. Uh, so we we're talking about volumes. Um, you know, it's it's a critical part of the brewing uh, process, and uh, we had some uh, <coughs> ideas for for how to how to measure your volumes, um, how to improve the precision of your measurements, and uh, you know, taking into account the the uh, difference in volume uh, for temperature. Uh, anything else that you guys might uh, have to comment on uh, volume? Um, well, I was I was just thinking as we were reviewing that. I mean, um, if you go back to the efficiency show in the archives, mm-hmm. um, we told where we talk about you know measuring volume, measuring gravity, mm-hmm. and how you know those gravity points are, are you know very much where we're measuring our efficiencies. Right. Um, Strictly you know, linked to volume. Yeah, um, that is you know. Points per pound per gallon, points per liter per kilogram. Um, that's how we determine our efficiencies and you know the economics uh, for what we make. So um, that's uh, temperature figures into that. Of course, uh, temperature can change volume, and as John brought up earlier, uh, but weight is constant with temperature. Mm-hmm. So if you know the mass of the work that you should you should be producing. Um, or the mass of a an addition you intend to make to your work, um, then you can measure that by weight. That is, that can be a much more accurate uh, and repeatable uh, method than relying on volume alone. Oh, you know, one thing that I think we neglected to cover was uh, flow meters as well in the commercial brewery. Oh, yes. Uh, Flow meters are fairly common. And there's a a whole bunch of different uh, uh, types of uh, meters uh, available. And uh, probably the most common and the cheapest is like the Hall effect, the the little paddle wheel uh, type uh, meters. You can get them off of uh, eBay, fairly cheap, and um, they have a, an accuracy, but um, not if your um, uh, density of your liquid or the amount of air in your liquid changes. Right, so if you uh, are measuring, mm-hmm. um, I, I use them for measuring incoming water into the brewery. I measure the the water that goes to the brew plant. I measure the water that goes uh, to rinse and down everything. You know, clean the floors. I measure the water that goes to the tap room. 
Um, and in this way, I've gotten my sewage fees reduced, which helps a lot. Uh, you'd be surprised how much that helps. Um, and those were all with uh, inexpensive paddle wheel sensors from eBay and used, uh, you know, uh, George Fisher uh, uh, meters. Um, but, you know, trying to measure wort, uh, there's, there's a few problems. Or trying to measure something like yeast, if you're doing yeast pitching, uh, there are uh, um, uh, uh, flow meters that work more off of capacitance. Right and the the capacitance of the of the liquid that that's going through and so density um, uh, plays a part in that so it also it's kind of responding to the density of the liquid that's passing by and so it, it's less affected by some of these factors as such as temperature or um, you know the amount of air in it or you know yeast or something like that. Because uh, it can be very tricky, especially if you're trying to inject in uh, oxygen into the line and you're trying to measure how much you know, is going through. Um, you know, again, all these, they're, they're not perfect, but um, they certainly be helpful. If I was setting up an automated homebrew setup, I would definitely use um, some of these little paddle wheel sensors from eBay, you know, that come from China with a, with a meter already hooked up. Um, you know, they can be quite precise and, and fun and easy to use. They even have uh, solenoids for turning on and off, uh, like a valve. If you want to fill your kettle to, you know, 10 gallons, you punch in 10 gallons and, you know, off it runs and it'll shut it off when it reaches the, t- the, the top, which eh, could be a lot of fun. How much does one of those go for? Uh, I've seen them with the meters for like 30 bucks, I think. You'd, you'd need the, the on-off solenoid still, yeah. but, you know, you can get those pretty cheap, especially if it's small, small gauge stuff, like half inch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cheap. Um, and for homebrew, uh, you know, if you're passing it through a filter, you don't want to go very quick anyway. So you can get yourself like a quarter inch and just, you know, kind of restrict the flow. Um, and, uh, um, they, what they skills do you recommend for more commercial setups? I mean, um, beyond beyond half inch. I mean, what what sizes usually use? Well, it depends on what you're doing. So, uh, for you know, if you're if you're moving something like uh, wort or especially yeast slurries, yeast slurries, you're going to need a larger um, uh, meter, and you're going to want a capacitance meter. You're not going to want to a paddle meter and those um you know you're gonna need inch and a half two inch uh maybe as large as two and a half inch depending on what you're doing um if you're moving wort you know we knock out about a barrel uh, a barrel a minute so uh you need something that'll handle that volume again inch and a half uh and up um but you know for a smaller brewery you can get down to inch maybe even three quarter on something like a nano brewery um, yeah, we're going to do some nano brewery shows coming up, uh, too. So, uh, for those of you who want to go from home brewing to nano brewing, uh, commercially, we, we got it coming. We're working on all this for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Jamil, you mentioned these capacitance flow meters. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, are we talking electrical capacitance, the capacitance of the medium that um, you're measuring? I'm not sure. No, it it uh, well, yeah. It's got uh, two um, two probes that uh, I believe that measure. It must be uh, resistance or uh, something across the uh, across the uh, the liquid. Mm. So if you look inside them, it's a smooth tube. You know, this is a sanitary tube, but you see two little circles in there. So double penetration then. It's okay. it's it's double doubly penetrated. Yes. Um, I wish I could pull up some names right now. Um, I've got some from Toshiba. I've got some from uh, uh, a couple other companies. Um, and uh, they're they're pretty good. The the problem is getting them cal- properly calibrated, like anything else, and so. You know, with that kind of volume and, you know, you can't just calibrate them with uh, anything. You want to calibrate them with, you know, something that represents what you're really doing. 
So for us, it, it tends to be uh, wort uh, traveling at a barrel a minute. Okay. And um, you're either coming out of the centrifuge or you know going into a tank, and so um, I, I think we kind of got it dialed in, but um, it can be a challenge. Have you used uh, ultrasonic flow meters in the past? Um, um, did we have one? Um, I think I got one for the distillery, like a cheapy one that didn't work very well for some reason. <laughs> I've um, had mixed luck with them, but uh, that was years ago, and uh, uh, I've, I've heard now they're... Uh, uh, quite a bit more uh um consistent and reliable huh yeah that might be um and i guess the ultrasonic it, it, again is essentially measuring uh density it is mm-hmm. transit time right right so uh uh, it's interesting you know technologies change and um a, a, a lot of the measurement problems people have is based off of the what they're trying to measure you know how fast it's traveling especially i mean you're measuring a a moving volume of liquid or a moving volume of uh, you know Mm -hmm. solids carried in a liquid or whatever you might do um it becomes becomes tricky um for um uh uh you know Volumes, um, you know, when they're moving, I, I don't know. But you, you know, you, you've got a known diameter. I guess is what they're doing. And um, you know, if you know how much is passing across that diameter at a given speed um, in a certain density, then there's your answer. That's mm-hmm. how the paddle wheels work. They, with the number of clicks of the paddle wheel, they they assume that that whole um, cylinder was packed with uh, liquid at its its whatever density it doesn't care what the density is although um get too much air in those those tend to get a little funky too yeah and then that's port. been my experience has been like the turbine flow meters or right. pedal wheel flow meters are pretty darn uh, reliable and let's not discount for the you know it when you're home brewing uh it's actually extremely accurate uh, and that is the bucket fill test, right. you know, where you have a known volume and you have a stopwatch, right. you know, and that's, that's great when you're, um, you know, it's, it's not giving you, uh, uh, you know, a real time flow rate, but that's great when you know, you, uh, you want to spend 45 minutes barging, for example, and, mm-hmm. and you just want to know, well, how, what, how, how fast does that look like when it's coming out of the hose or whatever? Right. You can just do that little, you know, that simple test and go, okay, that's about where I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if it doesn't have to be super precise, it can be as simple as that. Right, right. Well, and, and I know our listeners, they like to uh, play around with a lot of this stuff and this technology. And, you know, you can make up a nice uh, kind of... Uh, sparging thing using a, you know one of these flow meters and a solenoid and uh, you know precise amount of sparge mm-hmm. water and because people want to know I, I never really cared I just used more sparge water than was really needed <laughs> and just you know layered it on top and just drained it Fire all out. at the end if I didn't mm-hmm. care you know uh, what exactly how much I was using but uh, you know for filling your mash tun things like that it, it can be can be nice uh, one other yep. thing about the flow meters is that uh, your uh, your run up to and your exit from the the meter uh, generally requires a, a, a straight uh, pipe um, you know unobstructed same same diameter uh, so that you're trying to get a nice linear flow uh, as it goes through the mm-hmm. meter well, if, laminar flow, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if the if the flow is turbulent, um, that can mess up the meter as well. So that, yeah, that usually the good rule of thumb is about ten diameters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a straight of, length of, of at least up. ten diameters. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, very important. Um, let's see. You know, pressure is another way to measure volume. I've seen um, in you know static tanks, non-flow. Um, uh, moving when, when you're talking about flow, this just 
popped into my head as you were talking about uh, gauging, mm-hmm. but where where you uh, you you just measure the static pressure, and um, you know if you've got a, a cylindrical tank, you can use that for actual volume measurement. Well, yeah, essentially, essentially weight. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it's, it's it's pressure. You know, so you just know what the mm-hmm. static pressure is that's pushing on it. Right. And uh, and then you correlate that to uh, the diameter of the tank. And, oh, you're and talking I, about uh, uh, the water pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Like uh, depth of water. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we actually have a sensor for that too uh, on our hot liquor tank. We measure the the fill on a hot liquor tank by um, pressure, and then we have a cold liquor tank where we just measure the the, the fill by uh, an ultrasonic um, to see the distance to the top of the mm-hmm. top of the water because we just want the thing to be full so we, we don't really care well we care how much is in there but uh, it doesn't have to be super precise and we just want to know is it half full is it three quarter full is it full that's uh, the type of volume measurement we need there it's, it's amazing things. how many ways people have figured out over the years to uh, to measure things di- both mm-hmm. directly and indirectly. That's that's kind of neat because every, everything everything uh, relies on it. You know, there's no there's mm-hmm. no uh, repeatability without it, and without repeatability, you can't really do things and improve things. And improving things is all about it. Uh, let's let's do this. Let's take uh, one more break, and uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up with our thoughts about uh, measuring volume right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. I want to tell you about the AHA and their fine uh, Brew Guru mobile app. If you love brewing and uh, you love saving money on beer, you need the Brew Guru in your corner. This app offers a searchable database of homebrew recipes, including popular craft beer clones and hundreds of award-winning recipes. But even more important than that, the Brew Guru has a searchable map of deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew shops. going to save you a ton of money. Uh, grab the free Brew Guru app for iPhone and Android devices and follow the path to good beer. All right. Um, so uh, let's wrap up our thoughts about uh, measuring volume. Okay. It's <laughs> deep and wide. and It's important. Yeah. Important, yeah. Yeah, to me, the, the big thing with volume is to actually consistently measure it mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're doing your brew day oh, i brewed this before i'm just going to do this you know it's i think it's important to really pay attention uh to the volumes and and essentially all of your measurements uh so that you can get that repeatability yeah. and and consistency and, and so where you know where you're at and so that you can use that to continue to improve mm-hmm. yeah consistency of measurement system that's a that's a really good point john yeah, well, without uh, consistency it, in the the device you use to measure something, uh, the the timing of it, and you know, looking for that repeatability. Right. Without without it, you don't have repeatability. Without repeatability, you don't have consistency. Without that, you don't have the ability to improve your beer. You're never going to improve your beer if you can't make it the same way twice. You can't make it the same way t- twice if you're not measuring things, if you're not uh, accurately measuring things. You shouldn't freak out if you're off by uh, a couple of cups in a 10-gallon batch. But you should freak out if, um, like some emails I've gotten, oh, yeah, my batch, it turned out, and I'm like uh, t- 10 points low on gravity. Oh, it must be something. It's like, well... Did your volume change? Um, I don't know. What is your volume? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you mm-hmm. know. It's a 10-gallon batch. It's like, well, it's a 10-gallon batch recipe, but what liquid volume did you have at the start of the boil, at the end of the boil? How much grain did you use? I mean, you can't really figure out problems in your brewing process until you can measure accurately. And volume is a big part of that. So... Um, I, I passionately implore you all to uh, to focus on uh, volume and these other measurements in, yeah. in brewing. You remind yeah, you know, me of a, uh, sorry, John. Yeah, you, you remind me of an email we were discussing a couple weeks ago where we were trying to help a brewery with some issues, and uh, they didn't have good log sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. Right. there again, without you know log sheets, without measurements, and log she- consistent mm-hmm. log sheets and record keeping to track them, yeah, they had no way to improve. Right. I, I, I've I've got no doubt your brewery's no good because you know you don't even log what you're doing. You know, if you can't mm-hmm. track, and, and that's another part. You know, we talked about log sheets before, but the purpose of the log sheet is to write down these measurements, the measurements of temperature, the measurements of volume, the measurements of time, um, you know, weights, uh, pressures, lengths, uh, you know, all these mm-hmm. things, uh, because that is how you know what happened when something went wrong, et cetera, et cetera. I, I make my guys write down absolutely everything. And even, um, you know, when a, a lot of uh, malt changes, this is the only way that you can figure out that something is an issue and, and how, to, how to resolve it. You know, when something goes wrong, you look to the log sheet. What that log sheet is, is a log of measurements. So, And for home brewers... You know, one of the things that I find is, geez, I haven't brewed this beer in two years. Mm-hmm. I can go back to those uh, uh, log sheets or you can go back to Beersmith or whatever it is you use and go, oh, this is what I did then. And here's some of my notes so that I know that if I brew this again, 
this little thing went wrong. I'm going to do something different, or it didn't taste exactly like I wanted it. You know, uh, you know. Then I don't remember what it was two years ago, but I've if I've written it down, mm-hmm. uh, then I can make those changes and improvements. And if I'm not documenting and measuring, I really don't know where to go from there after I haven't brewed this thing in two years. That's an excellent point. All right, on that point, we'll end it. Uh, I think that was another excellent show. I think uh, very very useful. It may seem a little dry to some people, but I'm telling you, uh, this is all important to be be a great brewer, especially if you want to make the transition from you know home brew to commercial. Uh, you need you need this these skills in your box. You can't just go and continue to brew without log sheets. Oh, you know, without without uh, details. So. Uh, keep this in mind. Make sure to check out all our fine sponsors, Moonlight Meadery, Grog Tag, AHA, everybody else, and especially Blickman Engineering. Go to BlickmanEngineering.com. Check out all their cool st- ways of innovating your brew day there. Uh, send an email to uh, feedback at Blickman Engineering. Tell John how much you appreciate him paying for the show so you don't have to. And uh, you can check out the Brewing Network store, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. There's all sorts of goodies there. There's hoodies, there's hats, there's uh, shirts, there's all manner of things uh, that you can get to uh, show that you support the network that you love and all the fine shows that are on it. Till then, everybody, brew strong. Brew strong, everyone.